Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Mike's on. He's ready to go. On the fan. New York Sports Radio. Mike's on. Mike's on. He'll get you the sports and it went and he can. It's Mike Francis on the fan. Sports Radio 66 and 101.9 FM WFAN. From the studios of WFAN, this is Mike Zahn, Francesca on the fan on this Monday, September 11th. A lot of times the September 11th looks like that beautiful September 11th morning did all those years ago. As we all remember, as we do today, and take a second to remember, and uh, those that uh, were so heroic and those that uh, perished on this day, which obviously always has a, uh, a, a very powerful meaning. Um, and everyone does that today, whether they come near the city or not, across the nation, but especially here in our metropolitan area, so we all do that. And we begin from a uh, sports standpoint with a... Uh, Weird Yankee series as Tampa will be the home field and city field. We have all the details about that. If you want to go to the game, we'll tell you about how what you have to do to go. We'll tell you about that in a little while as the Yankees come off a win and a lot of power and they get ready to kind of uh, play basically the rest of the schedule but three games at home. We'll get to that. But we begin, of course, with the opening of the NFL season. And if you thought it could be bad, it's much worse because as bad as the Jets were, they were – predictably about as bad as we could have thought they'd be. Actually, they were about what we would expect, but we did not expect what we got from the football giants last night, which was just a brutal offensive effort. Now, uh, I want to first give credit to Dr. O'Brien, who does the thing, the uh, injuries on Friday, because he's the only one. And yesterday morning, if you watch the shows, and I did not, having done a football show yesterday for the first time, which was weird in 30 years. But on Friday, Doc basically told you he didn't think he would play him. He didn't think he should play. And he didn't think he would play. Yesterday, they were calling him a game-time decision. In the mid-afternoon, they were saying he was going to try to play. But the only place that nailed it was Dr. O'Brien on uh, Friday, who was the former giant doctor, obviously. Uh, but he nailed it. And Beckham didn't come near the field, and we saw the results. But what we saw is anything we could have worried about offensively, the lack of the running game, 
the offensive line issues. Couple that with Beckham. The one thing, the big winner last night was Beckham because obviously as he tries to get this big money from the Giants, he showed what life will be like without him on the field. And the way this offense, with the holes that it has, it needs to have that explosive component to make everything work because it doesn't have any chance of working unless you have that very explosive component which opens up the passing game. Hopefully can open up a little of the running game. You saw the Giants show some different formation on their one long drive last night, which resulted in a bad sack, and then instead of a touchdown, a field goal. They did nothing else in the game. Three points, not what you expect from a giant Dallas game. The lack of competitiveness, the fact that the Giants never got themselves into the ball game, and that's against the Dallas defense, which I do not believe is going to scare anybody. We know what they are offensively. We know how good they can be offensively. And I thought Prescott had a terrible first half last night. I mean, he was wild. The passes he threw were extremely erratic. He missed wide-open receivers uh, in the first half of that game. But the bottom line is that was a very, very big and easy win for Dallas, and that was an alarming, alarming loss for the Giants who have got to get Beckham healthy in a hurry and have got to get that offensive line and running game in some semblance of order. We've talked about this line. We talked about it over and over again. And again, we see the same issues from this offensive line with the Giants. And it is scary to think that this team is going to be able to make those changes or figure out a way that that offensive line is not going to cripple their chances to be big this year. We know they're good defensively. We know that Eli can do the job. We know that they can throw the football. They have weapons, and when they get Beckham healthy, they have obviously a game-breaker. But they don't have an infrastructure. They can't run the ball, and their offensive line is just overrun at critical times and overrun by a Cowboy team that doesn't have a big pass rush. So that is a big problem looking forward, a very big problem. And the Giants, we knew the one thing that we would worry about was hopefully to get a better structure in the offensive, in the running game. They were going to do some different things in formation. They did do some different things in formation. When was the last time you saw the Giants with a fullback or with two tights? You saw that last night. But the bottom line is they couldn't run the ball at all. And their offensive line was just awful. And the Cowboys, who... We're not scintillating last night. They were matter-of-fact last night. It was that kind of game. It was a matter-of-fact victory, but it's a victory all the same, and it sends the Giants, who have a very tough early schedule, which will open at home on Monday night against the Lion team, which overcame some early problems and turned back you know, a solid Arizona team. But this Giant team is going to face a tougher, and we know they have a tough schedule, and a tough early schedule. And again, their issues are such that when you're thinking about going to Philly in week three, or you're thinking about the idea of going to Tampa in week four, I mean, this is a giant team that right now needs to figure out exactly what they are going to do to get things turned around on that 
on that offensive line. And the offensive line, to me, is the headline. The lack of the running game is obviously the first line, and the rest falls in place after that. We can talk about the things that weren't good last night. Very little was good. Can't knock the, uh, the you know, I have no problems and I have no worries about the defense, but the bottom line, a very, very disappointing, listless, scary game. And the only one who won last night from the Giants' standpoint was Beckham, who sure looked like, hey, you don't want to think about Ant end up and putting a couple of zeros on that contract uh, after you see what life's like without me. Hey, but life is not going to be good even with him if that offensive line does not get better. We've talked about it since last year, and in week one, it reared its ugly head. As for the Jets, listen, to me, Buffalo tried as hard as it could to keep the Jets in the game. Let's be honest. Buffalo was about to storm in on the first drive when the quarterback gets involved. Then the kicker gets involved. Then the defense gets involved. Then their offense. Let's be honest. Buffalo, except for a couple of moments and a couple of runs and a couple of big plays, really did everything they could some listless three and outs in the fourth quarter to keep the Jets in it. I know everyone's going to go crazy. And yes, the head coach did, in my mind, pull a blunder by not going on fourth down, kicking the ball back as he did when he did, was not going to leave them any chance to win. But let's be honest, they weren't going to win it anyway. You know it, and I know it. Should he have gone? He should have gone. But the bottom line is, Hey, they played a bad team yesterday, and they were lucky to be in single digits. That's the storyline. That is, in essence, the storyline, and that's not a good storyline because Buffalo ran it on them. Buffalo should have been way out in front. The Jets, until McCown had some turnovers late, didn't turn it over early actually did some good things in their kicking game to, 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 to keep themselves in the ball game. Did some very good things in the kicking game. Kept themselves in the game when, you know, really, they were lucky to be in that position. They looked as non-competitive as we think they will look, and the thought, the thought of them playing some of these games that they're going to play this year is just, let's be honest, A scary thought. You want a scary thought? Jets at Oakland is a scary thought. (laughs) That's a scary thought. I mean, you can't conjure up too many more that sound scarier than that. Jets at Oakland. But right now, the Jets will be part two. Part one will be Giant fans, unhappy Giant fans, Giant fans who have heard a lot about a lot of predictions, including from me that this would be a playoff team this year. You know, from a lot of others that this would be a Super Bowl team this year. I didn't go that far. And don't overreact to week one. But the one thing that is so problematic and is such a scary thought is why do we want to think that offensive line's going to ever get this job done? Why do we want to think this running game is going to ever 
begin to bear fruit. And without it, they're not going to have enough. They've got to get something from those parts of this team. Even when Beckham comes back and even when their defense does give them some turnovers and give them some big plays and do the things we know this defense can do. Your calls when we return.